Yeah, introducing the one and only Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. This podcast, all about growing your podcast, all about having a message that people care about, all about making more money with your podcast, getting people to talk about your podcast, making a podcast that matters. It's like a tree falling in a forest. Does it make a sound if nobody's there? Does your podcast matter if nobody hears it? It can. It's a way for you to work through the things that you're talking about. You'll become a better host, but it's not going to make a change if people don't listen. That's why we focus on that, getting more people to your show, making more people care about your message. And you can't do it without resources like money. That's why we throw that into the mix. This episode, the audio edition of my weekly newsletter, that is called Big Podcast Insider. You can find it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It goes out every Friday morning, New York City time. Here's what's in this episode. The magic trick. Sound better than you feel. Spotify for podcasters. The fan study. Joplin, an open source note-taking app. How craving attention makes you less creative. Most podcasters, not you, but most podcasters equal beef-fed cows. Also some classified ads, things that I think will help you to grow your podcast, make more money with your podcast. All the things that this newsletter is about. This episode of Build a Big Podcast brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast and video. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading this live. The music throwing you off? You thought I was just sitting and play? No, never do that, man. What would Bill O'Reilly do? Say, we'll do it live. If you're doing remote interviews, audio or video, Riverside.fm is a tool to check out. 70,000 people and companies use it. Companies like Spotify, the New York Times, it records locally on each participant's computer. That's what we call a double ender. That's going to get you the highest quality audio and video that you can possibly get. You're going to sound like you were in the same room. It's very intuitive, easy to use. This is the best part about it. You send your guest a link. That link opens up in the Chrome web browser. It's just like going to a website. No additional software for your guest to download. There's an iOS app. You've got lots of options with Riverside.fm. I want you to check it out for free. Here's how to do it. Go to riverside.fm. You get a couple of hours. That's enough for one, maybe two interviews. Look under the hood, kick the tires, see if it works for you. If you like it, here's a discount code. It's going to get you 15% off. The discount code, big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's riverside.fm. The discount code, big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Hey, quick housekeeping before we get into this. I've got a new daily newsletter. It is available now. The URL for that, daily.bigpodcast.com. These are quick to-the-point strategies that you can use to grow your podcast, get more people to your podcast, make more money with your podcast. I've got five or six things that I'm going to cover on this episode, every single one of them about podcasting. So in between these things, you're going to hear this sound. Just like an old school children's audiobook, turn the page, man. We have moved on. If you want to go back, hit the rewind button or hit newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's where all the links are. Ready? Here we go. The magic trick. Several years ago, a friend of mine mentioned Ramit Sethi to me. At the time, Ramit was known for his book. It's called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. He sold a lot of copies. And one of the reasons that he sold a lot of copies of that book is what I call the magic trick. Here's what my friend told me. He said, he's got a script for getting a raise. I used it. And it worked. My buddy, he's working a job. He wanted more money. He takes Ramit's script in there. He followed the thing line by line. And all of a sudden, he's making more money for the same work that he's doing. A magic trick is something that gives your reader, or your listener in this case, a quick win. It gives your reader hope. For my friend using Ramit's trick, 
It made him more money. Maybe it gets you out of debt. Maybe it makes you lose weight, build muscle. Who knows? It could be any number of things depending on what it is that you talk about. What is it that your listeners want to do? And what is it that will get them to keep listening to your podcast? Fast forward to today. Speaking of podcasting, Ramit is everywhere. He's got a podcast. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you go to his webpage for that podcast, here's what the headline says. Real problems, real results. And then you see a link to his plan that will help you with your finances. That's a magic trick. You're going to benefit from one of these for your podcast. What is a quick win that's going to help your listeners? Let's talk about some famous radio magic tricks. It doesn't have to be complicated. Delilah, you ever listen to Delilah? She plays love songs, kind of a request and dedication thing. You call Delilah. Oh, Delilah, I'm heartbroken. And she'll say, honey, tell me about that. She'll listen to you a little bit. Well, here's a song for you. This is going to make you feel better. It's Friday night, girls night with Delilah. Hi, good evening. Welcome to the Delilah show. Who is this? Hi, my name is Paige. How are you? Paige, I am wonderful. What can I do for you tonight? Oh my God, it's so exciting to talk to you. <laughs> Um, I'm 20 years old, and I wanted you to play a song for someone for me tonight. Okay, who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of my boyfriend, Philip. Um, we've been dating for five years, and he's just amazing and wonderful, and recently I've been going through a hard time with um, losing a very important person in my family, and he's just been there the entire time. He's just very special to me. So you sound like the kind of person that your socks always match up in your sock drawer. <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh-huh. You're the kind of person that knows where the lid to your Tupperware containers are. <laughs> I try. I am convinced there are two kind of people in the world. Those of us that lose lid to Tupperware containers. <laughs> and those people that get really upset if the lid is not put back in the proper place for the Tupperware yeah. container. Be a problem, I agree. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. And you're cute yeah. as a button. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited to be talking to you. I listen to you almost every single night. Well, thank you for that. And let me find a wonderful song for you. Thank you so much. You have a good evening, Delilah. All right. Good night, honey. That's a magic trick. You have hope. You have somebody to listen to. Maybe it's as simple as that. Dr. Laura, Dr. Judy, all the doctors. <laughs> the same thing with a different genre. If you ever listen to local radio on a Saturday morning, a lot of this is paid placement for doctors, lawyers, accountants, basically advice shows. You call it the real estate show. Hey, I'm looking for a house, trying to figure out the down payment. Help me figure out a way to do financing. They give you the answer. That's a magic trick. That gives people hope. Anytime you can deliver hope, that is a magic trick. If you want to see this happen again and again and again, let's go back to Ramit. He's got a Netflix series now. So not only is he doing this on the podcast, he is doing this via Netflix. People come to him, they're in financial distress. He fixes it, at least gives them a plan to fix it, at least gives them hope. And again, that is the foundation of a magic trick. Hope. You have this problem, you see a way out of the problem. Because sometimes, as nice as it is to have something instant like my friend had, Hey, I used that script. I got the raise. Sometimes it takes a little while. Maybe it's a few days. Maybe it's a few weeks. Maybe it's a few months. But if people feel like they're going to get it, that is enough to get them to stick with you 
continuing to listen to your podcast, and continuing to listen to you. That book, by the way, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, 17,000-something reviews. That is the level of attention that you can get for yourself when you solve a problem for your listeners and you get them out of pain. Or give them hope to get them out of pain. Look at politics. All that is is hope. I will do this. I will solve this. This problem will be fixed. It's enough to get people engaged, become fans, donate, buy t-shirts, go to the polls, tell a friend. It's enough. Ramit, a great example of this. All the links at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Sound better than you feel. Drake Owens from Santa Monica asks, do you have any advice for podcasting with a cold? And I do. Be aware of cold medicine. Be aware of cold medicine. Obviously, when you've got a cold, that type of medicine, it can make you feel a lot better. I like the Theraflu style. It's hot, citrus, honey. Feels great on your throat. It's like any cold medicine at daytime and nighttime. Nighttime, maybe alcohol in it. Something that makes you a little bit drowsy. But my experience, even the daytime variety, it can slow down your thinking. It can slow down your reaction time. You may not know it in your day-to-day actions. You might feel a little groggy. You think, oh, you know, I got a cold, a little groggy. But man, when you get in the studio, I remember one time being in the studio, still taking this medicine really for my throat. The beginning of it, I'm like, all right, cool. But I was just so tired from the cold. And then the medicine kicks in. And my reaction time, man, it was like, it was like going through a fog. Guests would say something and I'm thinking in my head, it's like an out-of-body experience. Okay, I'm going to respond here and here's what I'm going to say. And this is kind of witty. And I'm going to be kind of animated about it because I want to get a laugh. And then it comes out, like everything was slowed down, man. It was so weird. And you know, slightly off topic, but on topic, you know what I was thinking? I was like, how did Limbaugh do this? (laughs) Dude was on drugs forever on the radio. He made it happen. Maybe you get used to it. I was not used to it like swimming through mud, man, a huge fog around me. Got some tips from NPR. These are non-medicine tips. These are going to make you feel a lot better. One of them is to hydrate, drink lots of water, avoid coffee and alcohol. Coffee and alcohol will dry you out. And this is something all voiceover people know. Avoid coffee and alcohol. It's not coffee, it's caffeine. Anything that's going to dry you out, that's going to be an issue for you, especially if you've got a cold. Gargle with saline Add a teaspoon of hydrogen peroxide per cup of saline if you're losing your voice. Do not swallow this, by the way. Drink tea. That's why I like the Theraflu. It feels like tea to me. It's warm. NPR recommends blends with slippery elm bark. That's going to soothe the throat. Maybe some Manuka honey. I don't know about that. I've used honey before. Yeah, and it feels good. One thing about honey, though, I'm talking about just a little bit in your tea. I found that it can be kind of sticky, kind of thick. Singers do it. There's a tea blend called Throat Coat. You might find that helpful. The next thing they recommend, focus on resonance. Aim your voice at the front of your face, not the back of your throat to sound less sick. Do you know what that means? (laughs) I studied music in college. I think I know what it means, but maybe not. You know, some people are throaty, like an Alex Jones kind of thing, Wolfman Jack. You know, back in the back of your throat, that's not going to be good for you. If you've got a throat, it feels like chopped meat. And honestly, if you're speaking like that, that might be adding to throat irritation. I saw this with singers a lot. You got to learn how to work your voice as a singer, 
as a narrator, voiceover person, podcaster, broadcaster, you're probably already doing that. So hopefully this means something to you. Aim your voice for the front of your face, not the back of your throat to sound less sick. I think what that does, at least for me, when I do that, it opens up the back of my throat. Take that for whatever it's worth. They say, get the phlegm out. Uh, yeah, no shit. Clear the mucus from your nose with a neti pot or saline spray to defeat post-nasal drip. A neti pot. Looks like a little genie bottle. You put salt water in it. You pour it in one nostril. It goes up in your head and it comes out the other nostril. If you do this, do not breathe through your nose. Breathe through your mouth as you were doing it. I used to do this religiously every day for years. It does work. Funny story about it. I went to the dentist and they had this 360 x-ray machine they put you in there. Man, we really should do this. Look up in your head. Make sure there's no cavities coming down from your brain to your mouth, something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a better x-ray for my entire head than just my mouth. So I do this thing and the woman says, I have never seen sinuses as clear as yours. I'm in Nashville. We are in a bowl. There's something like eight different tree varieties here that add to allergies. Native Americans, when they were here, they actually didn't settle here. They would use this as a trading post because of those allergens. It was so bad. But anyway, next to a river, some other people came in. Yeah, we're here now. Neti Pot helped with that. So if you're having issues with sinus stuff, it might work. And NPR says you will also reduce phlegm. Neti Pot. It's scary. You're going to feel like you're drowning if you breathe through your nose when you're doing it. Breathe through your mouth. Trust me on this. It's like waterboarding but it works. What do you do when you've got an important interview and you don't want to cancel? I want to know, reach out to me, Mastodon, Blue Sky, Threads. I've got all those links to reach out to me and this list of ways to sound better than you feel at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Spotify for podcasters, from peak listening hours to the most prominent discovery methods, Spotify's fan study insights can help you refine your creative process, connect with fans and grow your podcast. Here are some things that I thought were interesting. One, in general, evenings are the preferred time to consume video podcast. Radio and television people have known this forever. The only time of the day when broadcast radio ratings are better than television is in the morning. Why is that? People are getting ready for work, man. They don't have time to watch a screen. Now, things have changed. We're carrying around a screen in our pocket for one, and a lot of us seem to be hardwired into it, but that's still an opportunity for audio. So if you want people to listen to your podcast, and if you've got a podcast that will be better in the morning, we'll get into that in a second, there's an opportunity for you there, even with Spotify, even with younger people, because that's who's listening to podcasts via Spotify. Education and wellness-related genres, they peak in the morning. Well, definitely wellness, right? Yeah, man. Those are the kind of people who wake up early. Those are the people that want to control their days, eat healthy, be deliberate. That type of content, you do it when you get up. You do it on the way to work, on the way to school. That's why educational is there too. Who are the type of people that want to learn things? The deliberate people. People who are going to search things out, not just be passive in their listening. Entertainment and family content is more popular later in the day. That's when you've done your work, you've done your school, all that deliberate stuff. You just want to chill, man. Relax. Take a load off. Not think too much. This is important. Listeners want to engage with you and they love it when it gets personal. Podcast, 20, 30 minutes long, not a thing, right? 
Where else do you get that kind of attention on the internet? TikTok, 60 seconds. Instagram, scrolling through. Threads, Mastodon, scrolling through. YouTube, first 30 seconds, not into it. Click on something else. But podcast, 20, 30 minutes, that's a huge difference. And when you spend that much time with listeners, listeners get connected with you. So they love it when you get personal. They want to interact with you. This is another thing Spotify found. The interactive Q&As, that keeps your listeners coming back for more. I just did one of these. Drake Owens from Santa Monica asked that. Do you have any advice for podcasting with a cold? Yeah, I do, Drake. I've been trying to do more of those on here, also on the daily newsletter, daily.bigpodcast.com. If you got a question, send it out to me. You know how to get me. Mastodon, Blue Sky, Threads. If you want those links to reach out to me, see more of this study, see this list of things that I'm mentioning, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me give you one more thing. This may be the most important thing if you're looking to grow your audience. How do you grow a podcast audience? Is it SEO? No. Is it online discovery? No. It's offline, man. Friends, family, and favorite podcasters are the recommendation trifecta. You might say podcasters. You know, listening to podcasters, have them tell you about their favorite podcast. You might say, that's not offline. And I would say, yes, it is offline. You get the podcast online, but you're listening to it way away from a computer a lot of times. I mean, yeah, maybe your phone, but you're at the gym, you're driving, you're walking, you're cooking, you're doing other things. Most of us are learning about podcasts away from our computers, friends, family, and other podcasters. Maybe not a recommendation from a podcaster. Maybe it's because you appeared as a guest on that podcaster's podcast. Again, I got all this stuff written out. If you want to reach out to me with a question, message on Blue Sky or Threads, got all the links, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Joplin, an open source note-taking app. You use Evernote. I use something called NoteJoy, and I like it. Never an Evernote fan, but Joplin, pretty compelling thing. I love open source software. If you listen to this podcast before, you know I love Audacity. I think it is incredibly empowering to have open source software that we can record and edit with. I'm recording with Audacity right now. This episode, edited on Audacity. And it's free. How great is that? I use it even though I've got Pro Tools. (laughs) I don't need Pro Tools for this, man. Audacity. I love open source. There's something very powerful about it. I love it that anybody can add to it to make it better. The free access though, man, that's it. That is it for me. And you do this in a way with your podcast. Your podcast is free. Free access to somebody. Give it to them, man. You can make the money on the back end. Joplin's done that. They've got a paid option. We'll talk about that in a second. Here's the deal. You got to organize your podcast. You're taking notes. You're outlining episodes, throwing out questions that you want to ask your guests. How are you doing that? Evernote? If you don't like the new Evernote, Maybe you're like me, you love open source software. Joplin is an option for you. It's open source. It allows you to capture your thoughts and securely access them from any device, from your phone, from your computer. That's the paid option. If you want secure storage, that's an option for you. But if you just want to get it locally, it is completely free. I've got the link, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Like I said, Audacity, hard to beat it because we can record and edit with it. But Joplin, yeah, man, also important got to organize your podcast before you can record it. What is your favorite open source podcasting tool? Let's open that up. I'd love to know. I'd love to feature more of those tools here. Let me know. Mastodon, Blue Sky, and Threads. You want that link to Joplin? I've got it. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How craving attention makes you less creative. (laughs) Quick side note. 
as a podcaster. <laughs> People had accused him of being a narcissist. The man, you're a narcissist. This podcast is all about you. He said, no, 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 I'm not a narcissist. I said, all right, there's one way to tell. I go to his Instagram account. Selfie, 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 selfie. The whole grid, selfies. Uh, kind of looks like a narcissist to me. Attention is addictive. And I've got an important video for podcasters. Do you feel you're addicted to social media? Are you addicted to the attention, the likes, that quick hit of dopamine that you can get from social media? This is a TEDx talk, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He delves into the perils of seeking attention on social media. He says being addicted to getting attention is a real issue, and he compares it to any form of addiction, stating that once you've got that itch, you will never be satisfied. I've seen this in the music industry. I've seen it even more recently and even more intensely with social media, with reality television, viral videos. It's one thing, I think, for musicians, for broadcasters, for people who have done a lot of work on the front end before anything ever took off. But it is another thing entirely before somebody has done that work to have attention. It's almost like the cart before the horse. If you're getting a lot of attention after having done a lot of work, creating a book, creating a podcast, a radio career, broadcasting for 10, 20 years sometimes before anybody paid attention to you, you think, okay, I've done this work. It's finally paying off. I can see why I'm having the success that I'm having now. But if you haven't done that work and you get the instant attention, I can understand why you might buy your own hype. Oh, I'm the best. I'm the reason behind all this. Mm, okay. Okay. You don't really have that foundation that you've built upon. It's all attention with nothing under it. So it can get quite messy. And I think the mess that we're in with social media, and he talks about this on this video. If you get on social media now, it's not just your friends. It's not just social. There are ads from companies that have tracked you from site to site to site. They know what you're into and you're going to start seeing that stuff. My wife works as a photographer and does a lot of photo shoots from our house. And the day after a photo shoot, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, we'll have a crew over here, four or five people, six people, always on their phone. And we've got a public Wi-Fi in my house. Same IP as ours. They get on our Wi-Fi. They share, they send files, they do social media. And the day after, always, 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 a different round of ads shows up for me. A lot of women, some seen makeup, girl stuff. And these ladies, when they're on the network, they're probably seeing the stuff these companies are pitching to me, a 50-year-old guy. All right, here's some ED pills, hair loss. Oh, you got low T? <laughs> like, what, what is low T? I'm a 20-year-old girl. <laughs> Prostate, you know. <laughs> Here, have some Flomax, lady. Regardless, social media is uh, amazing and also kind of scary at the same time. It's like a lot of the technologies that we have. Can you benefit? Yeah, kind of, but there's also a downside. This is a good video. It's going to help you think about your creativity because if you get addicted to getting this attention on social media, it starts changing the decisions that you make and what you publish. I mentioned going to this guy's Instagram and seeing selfie, 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 a grid of selfies. Mm, you know... 
You could argue that it is affecting his creativity. I'll just do another selfie video. And he's not getting it because he's involved. He's thinking, oh, they're liking me because my big face is in this camera. He's getting that hit. He's not actually helping people. His business isn't growing because of it. Anyway, think about it. How do you handle social media? Reach out to me, Mastodon, Blue Sky, Threads. Again, all the links, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Most podcasters equal beef-fed cows. It is very common to look around to see what other people in your industry are doing and you copy them. For example, you're a podcaster with a nice sounding podcast and because you want to sound good as well, you buy the same equipment that that podcaster uses. That's fine. It's helpful to copy things that work in your industry rather than reinvent the wheel. I talked about Joplin, the open source note-taking app. If it works for one guy to take notes, it might work for you. Great, 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 great. But the problem is when everybody's copying the same things and you don't realize that this is happening. There's that story about the jeweler who's got a clock in the middle of the town square. And he sets the clock to the factory whistle. Factory starts 9 a.m. every day, sets it at 9 a.m. One day the factory foreman comes in for watch repair. He's talking to the jeweler. They have a discussion about what they do. The jeweler finds this out. He said, I set my clock to the factory whistle. And the guy from the factory says, oh, that's funny. I'm the guy who does the whistle and I set my watch to your clock. They're watching each other. Neither one of them knows if they're off or not. As podcasters, we have a tendency to get in the same situation. Anybody can. You're watching them, they're watching you. You don't know what each other's doing. That's why it's good to look at other industries. Probably the best example of this in podcasting are podcast guest pitches. There are companies that you can hire to pitch you. And from my experience, most are using a very similar template for each of their clients. And because so many people are on the receiving end of those templates, more and more people see them, more and more people copy them. So you could have had somebody at the top that made a bad decision. This thing gets passed around. All of a sudden we think, oh, this is the way to do it. I get so many of these things. They're the same thing. The exciting entrepreneur (laughs) is a very exciting entrepreneur. He's exited his business. What does that even mean? I mean, I know what it means, but they don't give me any details. He made a lot of money and exited. Okay, great, great. Or the growth hacker. He's a growth hacker. Okay, yeah, growing what? Uh, You know, book authors. To break down one of these pitches, it's usually pretty generic. What somebody will do is they will go to your podcast and they will find maybe an episode or two. I love blank, 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 the title of this episode. It really helped me to blank, blank, blank. Just make something up. Then they will say, well, I've got this exciting entrepreneur or this growth hacker or this guy who exited and he has been on the following podcast. And they'll list five, 10 podcasts that this person has been on. Most of the time it's the low-hanging fruit podcast that'll say yes to everybody. This is one of the reasons for you not to do certain podcasts. Because if people see you on that podcast, it's going to hurt your reputation. You don't see Meg Ryan doing community theater. I talked about Gene Simmons pitching him to come on my radio show. Nope. Gene only does national. Today's show, yeah, yeah, cool. MTV, something like that, yeah, Gene's in. Your station, no. Well, we're in a few stations. Nope, not unless it's national. He doesn't want to be known as that guy. So think about that when you say yes to a podcast. And as a podcaster, what can you do to be a better podcast host so you can get people to say yes to you? I'd love to know your bad pitch stories. You got some? Let me know. Mastodon, Blue Sky, or Threads. 
Got more thoughts on this? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Classified ads for you. Swell AI automates writing podcast summaries, articles, social posts, and more. Manage multiple shows in one dashboard. You can build custom templates for each show, and it connects with Google Drive, Dropbox, or Zoom, so everything is automated. You can get started for free. If you don't like to write episode notes, or you want to start with a foundation that you can edit, Swell AI makes it easy. I've got a free offer for you linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Book like a boss. Speaking of automation, booking for podcasters, how great would it be to automatically book your podcast guests? Well, you can. If you're tired of missing guest interviews, Book Like a Boss will handle all the little details when it comes to guest booking, automating scheduling, automatic reminders, including text messages that get sent to guests. It integrates with all email, all calendar software. You can try it free, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Final thought for you, when you are ready, this is how I can help you even more. If you like the newsletter, you're going to love Big Podcast Amp, the audio monetization program. It's a personal coaching program that's been designed to help you do three things. The things that this podcast helps you with. Grow your podcast audience, get more people talking about your podcast, and make more money with your podcast. But we go deep. It's you, it's me, it's other podcasters that are all working just as hard as you are. If you want to make a podcast that makes a difference and makes you money, AMP is for you. I've got it online. It's bigpodcast.com slash AMP, A-M-P, bigpodcast.com slash AMP. Thanks for listening to Build a Big Podcast. I've got some great episodes coming up. The next one, I've been talking about this for a minute and I finally edited it. It's actually a two-parter. Dan Hughley from Focusrite, part one, we talk about setting the stage in the studio to get a great interview. What you have to have for your guests to be comfortable to get a great performance out of your guest and great performance out of you. How do you handle the business of podcasting with the creative elements of podcasting? That's what we talk about in part one. Part two, that is the technical element of recording great interviews, sounding great on your podcast. What would you do if you only had $500? I asked that to Dan. We go through it step-by-step, the equipment that you need to make your podcast sound great for only $500. Parts one and two, you're gonna get them both when you subscribe to this podcast bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That is the subscribe link. You can subscribe for free. I've got an iPhone button. I've got an Android button. I've got an RSS button. I've got a QR code that you can scan. I've made it very easy for you to subscribe to build a big podcast and never miss an episode. The URL again, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there now. You're going to get parts one and two with Dan Hughley coming up. The man knows about recording. He knows about performance. You're not going to want to miss this. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That is how to subscribe to build a big podcast. So you don't, I will see you there and I'll see you here on the next episode of build a big podcast.